A strong leader is positive. Can I get an amen? How many of you want to be strong leaders? Two of you. What you and I should know is the law of emotional gravity. There are laws that God sets into place. What goes up? Help me out. The apple fell on the dude's head and he went, oh, the apple fell out of the tree. Well, that law was set into motion before he ever recognized it. The law of inertia. If you're not strapped into something and a vehicle changes a direction or any object in any plane, any crash that happens, it's because their direction changed. And if there isn't a, 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 a safety thing put in place to keep you to go with that object, you will go opposite the direction. Come on. It's called the law of inertia. Many other laws. The Bible has laws. The law of the spirit of life and death. How many of you are glad that you're alive? How many of you glad you're going to heaven? There's a law that there's life and then there's death. And after that, it's appointed unto men and women the judgment. Or we had better settle that spiritual law. There are natural laws and there are spiritual laws. And what I want to talk to you tonight is about the power of negative thinking and how to keep negative people from destroying you and your relationships and you and your purpose. Come on, somebody. I have had, John F. Kennedy says that 20, he said, he's not alive anymore, 22% of the people will hate you all the time. John F. Kennedy said 22% of the people will hate you all the, all the time. Uh, Martin Luther King, one of the greatest revolutionaries of this century, said it with a higher percentage, that more than 45% of people will dislike you. Did you know that someone who dislikes you has never had part in your destiny at all? Come on, look at me. The husband that walked away from you, the relationship that failed, the person who didn't believe in, doesn't believe in your future, never was a part of your destiny anyways. They might have been a part along the way to your purpose, but if they can leave you, what did I say a week and a half ago? If they can leave you, let them what? Walk. Let them walk. It's a frustrating and difficult thing for me <clears throat> in my life of 25 years being saved. Sometimes, have you ever had a difficult situation? <laughs> Two people. Sometimes it's frustrating and difficult, certain situations. It can leave you feeling vulnerable and exposed. It can feel like someone just kicked you in the stomach. Sometimes situations, it can make you feel like you want to vomit. You ever been there? I've had situations put me down for the count sometimes for days, sometimes for hours. Sometimes in a certain situations, I've been, have you ever been, been in a depression for a couple weeks? Trying to come out on the other side qualified. Come on, church. And we might go through stuff, but the key is to come out on the other side qualified. And the key is to remain positive in every situation. Here's the situation. You, have you ever been here? This is what God told me. You can be in a training session. You can be at work in a meeting. Just listen. You're not going to take notes on this. Perhaps discussing and discovering ways with leaders to improve your life. You've been there? To improve the business. 
I got to relate to all of you. So to, for me, it's this and my traveling ministry and my family. But maybe it's your organization that you work for. Maybe it's the school, meeting with the teachers, people. You can be in a meeting trying to come up with ways overall to improve everything in your situation. You can be talking about how to make it better to do business in your business, how to do better in your school and education. How can we get more people to come? How do we get more business partners? Come on, help me out, guys. Have you ever been there? Okay. And you could be sitting there trying to make it a better situation in your house, the vision statement for your family. You can be sitting down trying to make your business go higher and draw more customers. You can sit down with your business partners or for our church, our partners and our board and people who speak into it. And everyone in this room has been there where everyone's excited. Yeah, let's go. We, have you ever been there? We can do this. And it seems like you have a complete and total synergy in your marriage, at your workplace, between your family members, or between your team that you work with, and everyone is on the same page, then one person, one person can make one negative comment and drain the energy from the entire room. Oh man, no, no, you don't want to get me going tonight. Look at me. One person says something about your purpose, your destiny, you, situation going on in our lives, in your life, in my life. doesn't matter. One, it, it, notice it's not usually a group that attacks you. Oh, come on, church. It's, your boss can say one thing to you and you're like, come on, wives, your husband or your honey says one word. Hello? One person, one statement. Why is it that has so much power over our lives? Guys, I'm speaking. That one comment can completely destroy and undermine everything that you have done up till that point. Come on. It can cause people who have been so far on your side, a part of your team, a part of your life, one negative comment over and over and over to a wife, and you can lose that wife. Husbands, you just keep telling your wife you think they're overweight. It got real quiet. You keep being negative. You keep pointing out the dimple on the back of their leg and not the big dimple up here in your belly. Come on, somebody. I'm glad I don't have that anymore. One negative comment. With a, girl, with a woman, it can be your hair. What? It could be, well, you don't look good, and boom, it'll wreck the whole day. You want to wreck a junior hire's life? Tell him, your feet stink. Every junior hire's feet stink. <coughs> but then they don't do anything about it. Come on, can we have fun tonight? You, you, it can cause everyone in the whole room to question. Like their one statement suddenly changes the entire view and scenery. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not talking about people hashing out new ideas in our church. I'm not talking about our team per se. I'm talking about I've seen it. And I think we need to go in this new year thanking God for this year. 
Jamie and I had victories this year. We had setbacks this year. We had <clears throat> triumph and overcoming at times, and other times we faced discouragements just like you. Come on, church. Do you want me to stand up here and lie? I've never lied to you yet. I'm not talking about hashing things out. I'm talking about negative people. Someone say negative people. Negative. Touch, your pe touch your person next to you and say negative people. Negative. Usually one or two people who disagree with everything. We have had people in these church services that they disagree with everything. Would you go to a lawyer that has no training? Come on, church. Would you go to a doctor that has no training? Would you entrust your brain to anyone other than Jesus, who's the specialist, and if something needed to be taken care of by a specialist and God provided it, I would, I would not trust someone who's never opened someone up. I wouldn't trust a resident. Someone who's in their internship. Not happening. So with your spiritual lives, you don't trust Sylvia Brown. With your spiritual life, you don't trust Jonathan Edwards. I think I'm talking to Uncle Bob right now. We don't trust Cleo. Call 1-900-CLEO-MAN. She doesn't know what the heck she's talking about. She's not even, she wasn't even a Jamaican. She got caught and kicked out. Listen, we don't trust our astrology readings. We don't look at tarot cards. We don't flip a coin. We don't, we don't weigh the good and the bad. We don't weigh the pros and the cons. Come on, church. We get a word from God, and it lines up with this word. We don't play the devil's advocate. If you're going to play the devil's advocate, then go back where he's at. Come on, church. We don't do that. So then why do we seek negative people's thinking? Oh, come on. Let's end this year right in the next two services. How do you and I think negative? I've done it. How do you and I speak against the purposes of God in our lives? I've done it. Have you done that? How do you and I speak doubt, fear, disappointment? Help me out, church. Discouragement. Take whatever notes you can because people who disagree with everything, people who always criticize but never having anything constructive to offer, the ones who challenge your leadership and your authority or my authority or yours or your ideas, even you and I personally, you've just become a victim to the law of emotional gravity. And the law of emotional gravity states this, one negative person can pull down positive people but five positive people cannot pull up one negative person. You want to hear the law again? One negative person can pull down positive people. But five positive people cannot pull up one negative person. It's the law of emotional gravity. You get around them. Let me make this statement. You want to know what negative people are like? Negative people are like a full-grown adult. Please don't write this yet. Negative people are like a full-grown adult at full maturity with an umbilical cord attached to their stomach, coming off their stomach into their hand, and they're walking around looking who they can plug into to suck the life right out of them. 
That's what negative people look like to God. To, it's just a statement God gave me to give you a visual image. You would never see an adult with an umbilical cord that's not severed and dried and fallen off as a baby walking around. You don't see a baby trying to suck life out of his mom once that umbilical cord is cut. They will not survive laying on the mom with that still working. It will dry up on its own. And it is time for negative stuff in our lives to dry up. Come on, guys. Do not find yourself like a full-grown adult being negative, questioning everything. You, you and I have to go through a season of submission and a season of, man, I, I'm a man who wants authority or a woman who wants authority. Then I need to be a man or a woman under authority. Hello? Negative people in my life that I've been around in 24 years of salvation and 23 years of full-time ministry, 25 years of salvation and 23 years of ministry are like that. You ever, you ever had someone suck the life right out of you? Come on, church, please help me. I hope I'm not the only one. I hope my wife's not the only one. Front to back. You ever had someone tap into you, and you're trying to help them? You're trying to speak into their life, and they won't receive it. They won't change. They won't press. Don't let negative people attach themselves to you. It's really good. You want to have a better year next year? People don't want to admit it, but it's true. One person negatively impacts an entire group. You know, church splits happen by one person. Church splits happen by Miriam and Korah, two people. Church splits happen and division happens by usually a leader, someone who thinks that they're called, thinks that they can proclaim and do something, but they don't have the fruit in their life. Come on. Because <clears throat> if you don't remember so it can remake you, when someone comes who's negative with their umbilical cord out like this and try to hook you with a question that seems so mature and so spiritual. You have to be able to remember, no, I was sitting in that service and when my pastor called me up with those 12 ladies, I received it. If you're not going to receive it, that's your business. Hello? When Chris Hill called me out, when Greg Johnson, when Ruckins McKinley, when I know, I know what God said to me. I've never let a negative word or something like that to blow me out of ministry. Because if I would have, I'd have been out a long time ago. Have I been discouraged by it? Yes. Have I been knocked down almost for the count, it seems like? Absolutely. So have you. Have I had a leader disappoint me? Absolutely. And I have been a, disappoint, a disappointing leader at times in my growth processes through the 24 years. But the key is to let the setback pave the way for comebacks. The key is to let whatever you're going through or I'm going through get you out on the other side. I'm speaking about the power of negative thinking. Think about the people. Think about people gathered together in a crowd. Maybe they're waiting to be rescued. That flood in New Orleans. The entire group can be under control and orderly, even a bit optimistic about their rescue then one person changes everything. One person shifts the emotional tides. One person begins complaining, getting louder and louder, even shouting. And this one person in New Orleans, they captured it on TV. One person whips the crowd into a frenzy. And before you know it, when Tucson won the national championship, 
Cars were turned upside down, lit on fire, poles were bent, and riots happened because of one, one young adult. The crowd in New Orleans, they forgot to be orderly. They forgot to be patient. It's all over. Mayhem. Then even perhaps a riot. And it all began with one person. One person with a negative attitude. Most of all, when we've been around people like that at least once or twice in our life, but what is an attitude? What is, what is an attitude, guys? I mean, you know, a bad attitude is a bad attitude. A good attitude is a good attitude. I want you to take a moment and think back when you were growing up, how many times you were told to change your attitude. Everyone of every age here, how many times were you told change that, change your attitude? 25 times? 50 times? Possibly 100 times? <coughs> there were probably many, many, many times for Brandon Scott Gurley. And yet, watch this, and yet, did anyone ever explain to you what an attitude was? Or did they just say, you need to change your attitude? My parents didn't explain what an attitude was. I will explain it to you. According, my wife said so. According to the Webster's Dictionary, attitude is a point of view. Your feelings, a point of view. Your feelings are opinions about something. Your reaction, my reaction to events or circumstances. Here's the best part of this definition other than your point of, it is a point of view. Your outlook or perspective. Simply stated, write this down, simply stated, an attitude is our outer expression an attitude is an outer expression of an inner feeling. That is the statement. An attitude is, simply stated, an attitude is an outer expression of an inner feeling. That means our outer expression can communicate to other people whether you care or not. Whether you're happy or not. Take notes. Whether you feel good about yourself or not. You ever sat with someone? Scott, stand up again. And Scott's talking to me about something really important in his life. You ever been talking to someone, they look right past you? This body posture? Sit down. If you ever see a husband and wife, thank you, Scott. He's got an attitude. He told me to. If a husband and wife, Jamie, come sit right here. You see them in a restaurant. If you see them sitting in a restaurant, cross your leg that way and this leg is crossed, there's a problem. Body language, okay? You ever seen someone that you know they've had a bad day and you're like, come on, you've avoid them if you know, ooh. Out to lunch today. <clears throat> is this okay, guys? In fact, within just a few minutes, that appearance or that expression of their behavior, you can tell in just seconds that what they're communicating is that they have an attitude. I want to be a positive person more this year. 
Sometimes leaders get negative. Sometimes life pressures can affect us. Come on. Okay. <clears throat> now, in our families, in our workplaces, and in our church, in only a moment, people can quickly tell what it's going to be like to hang out with you that day. They quickly know whether to run from us as a church by determining our attitude. It is true. Attitude determines what? Altitude. We can only go as high as a church as we are with a great attitude. Come on, somebody. You can tell immediately, immediately. And you wear, write this in your notes, sometimes I wear an attitude like a badge for everyone to see. That includes negative people. Worse, their negative attitude infects and affects everyone with whom they come in contact with. And again, I go back to the statement, I want you to put this down in your notes where I put the umbilical cord thing. I want you to put it right here at this point in the message. Negative people suck. Can I say that? I just did. And I've been negative, and at times I sucked the life right out of somebody. I'm sure there are times when I sucked life right out of my senior pastor. I'm sure there was times with Casey and my case that I sucked. Hello. See, it got real quiet. I'm going to say it again. Negative people suck the life right out of you. Sin sucks the life right out of you. Sometimes it seems like life can suck the life right out of you. Come on. We talk real here. We get down to the grassroots here at this church to do stuff that help people. Name one message that was some message that wasn't going to help somebody. Can you name one? It, might, it may sound harsh that I say that negative people suck, but the fact is that negative people do suck. They suck the energy. Now, negative people need to be saved. Negative people are loved by God, and I was a negative person that sucked the life out of people sometimes. Sometimes I've been negative to a point of having to be corrected by my wife. Being honest and transparent with you like I always am. You're not lining up to the vision, what God said. What did God say to you? You need to stop being negative about this or that or the other thing. And I'm like, you're right. You nailed me. That's right. Boom. How many of you ever had someone go, <laughs> you ever had the arrow? <laughs> Please tell me, when have any of you ever had me walking around attaching to you going, we suck. We can't do it. Come on, someone. Oh, worship team, that was bad. You guys suck. Did you pray tonight back there in the back room? Because it was really bad. Come on. It's never happened. Never, not once. Now, I may be a conductor on the front row. The worship team's going, oh, you've never said that, but we, we, Paz can throw the motions on the front row. <clears throat> but I've never, ever discouraged them. And after every worship service, I always tell them it was a good job. By the way, one of the benefits of tonight is this, that I want to help you every year shorten your Christmas card list. I want to help you shorten your postage stamp requirements. Because if you cut all the negative people out of your life, the list gets smaller. 
Have you ever planted some flowers? You ever done something in your yard? And look, Brandon planted these trees in our yard. And my dogs were very negative against those trees. My dogs peed and peed. I have two female dogs who get up on their front legs. I've never seen a female dog. They hike both their legs. They push up and they mark the trees. I didn't know female dogs did that. These negative dogs sucked the life right out of these two trees. Tore them apart. They'd pee and they'd eat them. It was disgusting. The trees did not survive. Brandon comes home and goes, where did my tree go? I said, negative dogs. Dogs did it. They damaged those trees. I don't know if they had something against the trees. I don't know if they had a personal offense against the trees. But these dogs damaged these trees. If, if, you, if you've ever had a green thumb and you've planted something, if weeds grow up and you don't keep them under control, the weeds are what's called in gardening negative. Negative energy. And those weeds grow up. I don't mean energy. I mean they grow up and they wrap around it. And they infiltrate everything. Water systems, root systems. They wrap, weeds wrap around the roots of a good plant. And they choke out the flowers or the good plant. But if you keep that garden weeded, if you keep that, that stuff out of your yard, it will, if you don't, it'll spread to all your good grass. Those things will kill all the good grass if we don't control it. Now watch this. If we allow weeds, negative people, to grow up around our dreams, they will choke out your dream for your life. That's why we go through seasons where we have to separate ourselves from negative people and the power of negative thinking. Is this okay? I just feel bad. Have you ever been around someone that makes you feel bad? The way they talk, the way they act just drains the life out of me. When you go home to your spouse, you tell them, every time I'm around so-and-so, I just feel bad. Come on, be, someone say something. I hope to God that when you go home, you never say to someone else, man, when I get around Pastor Scotty, he just makes me feel bad. See, it got real quiet. Crap. <laughs> there are certain people that I get around, I feel so bad. And God told me, Scotty, then get those people out of your life. Don't hang out with those kind of people. If people don't step up and bear fruit and are supportive, then keep running with those that are running with you. Bless them if you can. And if not, don't even look back over your shoulders. Jesus actually told them, if someone doesn't accept what you say, shake the dust off your feet and keep going. Doesn't say to slam them. Doesn't say to be mad at them. Let them walk. Come on, somebody. These are the kind of people who steal your time, I'm almost done, who steal your energy, and they steal your resources. You can just write those three things, time, energy, resources. Don't be a thief. Don't allow people to. Do you know people who would rather fight against something than for it? Write that down. Negative people fight against something rather than for it. Negative people would rather fight against something than fight for it. Just coming up with new ideas for improving everything. 
You and I can come up with new ideas and try to improve our, the look, the graphics, the design, and we can't make everyone happy. Someone's negative. I didn't like that. I don't like the way that thing spins. I don't, I've had people say they don't like the coffee. And I'm like, you're stupid. Negative people are like a virus. Did you know that being negative has the power and bitterness and negativity and shame has the power to cause cancer? They've already proven that negative, twisted up, tied up, unforgiveness, bitterness grows inwardly and affects your body and health, then grows outwardly and affects everyone around us. Come on, somebody. They've proven that some cancers are caused by stress and bitterness and anxieties and negativity. I'm not talking about walking around going, I'm a positive person. You know, sometimes I want to shoot the Walmart smiley face. <laughs> sometimes when someone says, how's your day, Pastor Scotty? You want to know what I'm doing? I'm thinking ahead going, do they really want me to answer that? Have you ever done that? Because I'm not the kind of person that goes, fine. I've never been that way. I'll be, do you really want to know? Because if you got about an hour, we can sit down and I can talk to you about and if everything's going great, all we'll say, awesome. Things are going awesome. Don't let the virus infect you. It's a fact that negative people have a damaging impact on positive people in, your, in, in our lives, in our marriages. I don't stay with the bank that I walk in and the banker's negative to me. I won't let Brandon and Rochelle be negative around the atmosphere. Because they know that it'll bring down the purposes and the will of God. It'll affect, come on, the power of life and death. Come on, churches, in your tongue. People that are negative destroy moral. They destroy teamwork. They destroy performance and productivity. Negative people destroy marriages. Negative people destroy people's happiness. They run off good people. And they run off your very best purposes of God for your life. They can just get people so down. You ever had someone say, I don't believe God. Why did I, why, why, if God's a loving God, then why did he do that? They destroy, they destroy, they destroy. In closing, it takes a strong leader to stand up and say, enough is enough. It takes a strong person inside of you to say, enough negative thinking, enough negative stuff. I'm done with this. However I've been negative, however I've allowed people to be negative and drag, drug me down, however I've been under that emotional law of gravity that has drug me down, I will not be a part of it in 2006. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Where your heart is, there your treasure is also. Lay up for yourselves good treasure. Come on. Not going to let negative stuff overtake my life. Write this in your notes. I'm taking a stand. When you take action, you'll gain a new sense of confidence. Someone say action. You'll get more confidence. Suddenly, you'll feel much more in control of the situation. If we act confident, you'll be confident. Construction rather than destruction. Effectiveness. Not infecting, but being infectious. Constructive words, not destructive words. Things that build, not that tear down. I love you.